Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mimi in the Morning Show. This is Mimi with my co-host for today, Claire. Hey, guys. How's it going? And we are going to talk about some amazing topics, including books, um, at random acts of kindness, and just amazing facts in general. Here's Teenage Dream, Glee cast version, featuring Darren Chris. You think I'm pretty without any makeup on. You think I'm funny when I tell the punchline wrong. I know you get me, so why did my walls come down? Down. Before you met me, I was alright, but things were kinda heavy. You brought me to life now.
Claire, how was your day today? It was very long. Um, so today, my only class for the day was canceled. Mm-hmm. So it was just very long and tedious because I didn't really know what to do. And then I just kind of sat around for a little while. And then I had cheer practice for two and a half hours. Fun. Which was very long and very tiring, but super worth it. I bet. You're an amazing cheerleader. Remember that. Thank you. Shout out to Aurora University cheer and dance team. Love you guys. So, shall we get started on our interesting facts? Yes, we and shall. other things that we need to talk about and to consider for life. Okay, so... The first thing that we have to talk about is this device that makes your iPhone screen invisible to everyone around you. You no longer have to worry about people peering over your shoulder, which I find comforting, I guess. I mean, you really have nothing to hide. Still, it's kind of cool. I mean, some people have things to hide on their phones. Like, I'm not exactly, like, I don't want people looking at my phone. Like, there's there's some things in there that I know people don't want to look at. Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't know. It really just depends on the thing. I suppose. Like, who invented it by chance? Turkish inventor Silal Gagar invented an iPhone screen to render it invisible. You can't see anything. It just looks like a white screen. Which oh, I think is super cool. Super helpful. Yeah, for people <laughs> that have lots of secrets to hide. Like me. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well... You- I guess all of us in a a way. I suppose, but at the same time, you know, like, basically everything about my life, so. Yeah, well, besides us, we're, we are, we're different. Very true. Now, there are these two brothers that I've been hearing about through the news for years now. The remarkable story of a brotherly love and their 111-mile journey to raise awareness for cerebral palsy. Oh, Wow. Um, two brothers, basically, the brother that has cerebral palsy uh, rides on the other brother's back, and they do triathlons, and they do marathons, and they do all kinds of different things. Their names are Brayden Grandy and Hunter Brandy. Hunter is the older one, and he helps his brother walk and ride bikes, but he mostly has his brother Brayden ride on his back. He feels like it's not natural without that. And I think that's so amazing how to be so, I don't know, connected like that. I think Um, that's super cute, especially to like have such a good family bond like that mm -hmm. with a brother. Like you don't really hear many stories about that. And that just is honestly super awesome. Hunter was named the athlete of the year at his high school this year, actually. Wow. He got so strong from carrying his brother. But Uh, he's just a remarkable student it says and the whole school basically came out to support him and his brother and then his brother was able to walk across the finish line with his walker oh (laughs) oh i love these kinds of stories they're so great feel good stories Mm -hmm. definitely what's next uh this okay this makes me a little mad oh boy but it's it's not uh, supposed to make you mad this boy is ad- attending an Ivy League school, and he's the youngest st- ever student to attend. He is a 12-year-old named Jeremy Schuler, and he is a freshman at Cornell University. What? I know. Schuler was homeschooled by his parents, who are both aerospace engineers. Well, that explains something. And he was reading books on his own at the age of 21 months. I was reading books on my own at the age of four. Ha! Does that count for um, anything? <laughs> what were you, What did you do at the age of what? I, at 21 months, just under two years old, I couldn't really do much. I could talk and walk and swim. That was like it. Well, yeah, you're a mermaid. Obviously. <laughs> um, he knows English and Korean. It says, and he read The Lord of the Rings when he was just five years old. What the heck? Jeremy's parents moved him from Texas to Ithaca to attend Cornell, and there they moved with him. So far, he's settling in just fine. The classes are kind of easy so far, but I know they'll be getting harder pretty soon, says Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, 
I'm in basic math, and then I'm going into elementary algebra on October 17th, if I pass basic math. So congratulations to you going to Cornell while I attend community college. I Not, mean, no, there's nothing wrong with community college, but still, 12-year-old Jeremy Schuler, go play basketball with the rest of the kids. I mean, come on. I go to a university. I'm not even taking math because that's how dumb I am. Come on, guys. But Jeremy, congrats to you. Proud of you. I'm sure your parents are very proud and so are a lot of others. Yeah. I have to get over this jealousy, Jeremy. <laughs> All right. We're going to listen to some more music. good comes to an end It's impossible to know if after this we can still be friends Yeah I know you're saying you don't want to hurt me Well maybe you should show a little mercy The way you look I know you didn't come to apologize Hey Oh why you 
we are back. So I have a very cool kind of list that I found on BuzzFeed because BuzzFeed is my favorite website to go on besides Tumblr, Facebook, Snapchat, all those are apps. But you, you know what I mean, BuzzFeed. Awesome app, awesome website, awesome people. I want to work for them one day. Agreed. So cool. And I found this list. It's called 33 Powerful Books That Can Help With Your Depression. Now, I've dabbled with depression a bit in my life, and I think everybody has their own version of depression as well. And I um, and I thought this might help because books save lives. I love books. I read books all the time. I'm in the middle of Mindy Collings' um, biography, and it is just so interesting. It's opened my eyes to so many things, but I love novels as well. And these novels, I think, would help a lot of kids, and there are a lot of different reasons why. And I think we should go through them. How do, what do you think? I think we should, too, because I was looking through the list a little bit, and I love most of them that are on the list. Yes. All right. So, the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, tell me why it has saved your life, Claire. Personally, the Harry Potter series was one of the first book series that I was ever introduced to first mm-hmm. um my mother actually before she passed away would read me the books as a child and I would just get so into the books and I would try to get every single book each time it came out and it just it's always made such a huge impact in my life and just the fandom itself too like everybody's just so supportive of each other everyone is there for each other we may not all like each other but we're all family kind of thing and it's kind of just a family in itself like we are all just one big family and i do like that um the dementors in the book symbolize jk rowling the author her dabble her yeah um, dabble with depression as well and how harry overcomes his obstacles and beats the dementors and beats the death eaters yes that's like beating depression and like anything that comes at you it's a very good it's very symbolic it's a very good message to people and a lot of people don't understand that because they think that the harry potter books are actually children's books personally i think the opposite they're actually very adult books they deal with a lot of adult concepts um And especially if you start digging deeper, like, especially with the background behind the books, like, with the Dementors, the Death Eaters, and things like that, you find that it's a much more adult thing. It's something that more people can relate to rather than not. Exactly. I think everybody has a little bit of Harry in them, and I think everybody has a little Voldemort in them. And because Harry and Voldemort, if you haven't read the books, they are basically the same person. They are connected by, um... Well, when Voldemort basically tried to kill Harry Potter as a baby, he put himself kind of inside Harry Potter. Yes. And I think that that is a, sim- a symbol of uh, there can be something evil in you, but you really can rise over it and you can be a good person anyways. You know what I mean? I think that's actually a really powerful message, and I think maybe that's one of the big reasons why J.K. Rowling actually did write the books originally, because she did want something people could relate to, like... And say, oh, like, I have a little bit of this in me. I have a little bit of that in me. And I think that's the kind of thing that resonates deep within you with all of the characters, too. Is because every person has some form of each character inside of them. Whether they kind of realize it or not. And they have the kind of people in that, like, in your life that are just, like, those kind of people. Like, you've had teachers that are like Dolores Umbridge who are just total dictators. You've met people who are basically your second family, like the Weasleys, like Mm -hmm. to your own family. Or like Professor McGonagall is like our Miss H. Pretty much. Shout out to Miss H, by the way. Hey, hey. What's up, Miss H? Yeah, I completely agree. Everybody has a little silliness, like Ron. Everybody has that serious... well, maybe not everybody can be Hermione. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but, I can. <laughs> and I, I, I aspire to be. But, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think Harry Potter, the Harry Potter series can definitely help in your time of need. The next book on the list is The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chabotsky. Oh, God, yes. This book changed my life forever. I After I read it, I was, I was just so in love. Um, it's basically about a boy who's a freshman in high school, and he, uh, how do you describe what he's going through? He's just going through a really hard time. He calls it his bad place, kind of, 
and you don't really learn what his bad place is until the very end of the book. So I won't, I don't, I won't really say much more. But uh, he is adopted basically by this group of friends who are all seniors, and they've all been friends, and and they help him come out of his shell and become comfortable with himself. And uh, it's all about it's about mental illness. It's about family. It's about friends. It's about knowing yourself in high school. It's about relying on others. It's about finding good adults that you can go to in your time of need. And I think I actually f- was filling out a survey, and they asked, "What book do you think every high schooler in America should read?" Uh, like as a class and I put the perks of being a wallflower because you just learn so much about yourself and so much about Charlie the main character and Sam who's the another main character and how they have gotten through life uh, and how they deal with their own depression and their own thoughts and it's just one of those amazing books that will change you and it's I relate to it a lot because I, even though I am an extrovert, I am also a wallflower. I see everything and I remember everything. So it helps you to kind of learn how they cope with being a wallflower as well. I don't know. What do you think about that book? I definitely think Perks of Being a Wallflower is about a lot of the things that you said. But I think more than anything, it's a story about trying to find yourself and trying to find where you belong and just kind of like where your place in the world is. And it takes a little bit to find that and to find those people that can help you get through it. And especially like with Charlie, I related to Charlie so much just in the fact where a lot of his high school experiences, like I kind of had where I had a really good relationship with a teacher who like helped me kind of get me on my feet a little bit. And also um, just in the fact where he kind of had to learn how to struggle with his mental illness a little bit and just kind of get over it. Well, not necessarily get over it, but... Live with it? Just to kind of, like, live with it kind of thing. And be happy. And it takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of perseverance, but I think in the end, a lot of people who read the book can kind of see where it's kind of happened in their lives. Like, I've read it, my sisters have read it, um, well, actually, only one of them did. The other one is in the middle of reading it. And even if you don't have mental illness or depression, this book will help you learn about others that have mental illness or depression, or it helps you go inside the mind of others, you know? Like, I feel like it just helps you relate to so many other people, because you get to look inside of each one of their minds, and then you get to learn of how to cope, you know, with each with each uh, situation, I would say. For me, personally, I wouldn't necessarily say Perks is about mental illness. I would definitely say it is more about finding yourself and finding your place in that world. And I think that's the biggest thing that people can relate to it. Like, if you don't really have mental mental illness or if you don't really know anybody who does struggle with it, like, it resonates with you because it's such a very real story. It's definitely something that could happen to somebody right now it's Mm -hmm. definitely something like all of the main characters could very easily be very real people that you know and it just it means a lot and it's just very interesting to look and to read and just to dive down deep into it and the movie um same with the harry potter series they both hit it right on the head oh yeah for sure of how the book is, and it, and even the movie, if movies help you, like, feel a little bit more, like, you can get into something a little bit more with a movie, definitely watch the movie. I would definitely recommend it. It's so, I, just the whole thing, the whole idea, Stephen Chabotsky is the greatest. For sure. Oh, I read this one. Did you read this one? I have not, but feel free to talk. Okay, this, this book, this next book is Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. And uh, for those of you who don't know who Amy Poehler is, she is an actress, a writer, a director. She's been on SNL. She is best friends with Tina Fey. She is squad goals, (laughs) you know. Um, And her biography really shows how inspiring she is, how she kind of came and rose up as an actress and a writer. And she came from hard times, um, 
but she made them good. You know, she came for. She had nothing at one point, living in Chicago with her boyfriend and her her other roommates, and they were all like a troop together. It just shows you how to put like a a happy spin on life. Really, she's just a funny person in general, and I think "Yes Please" by Amy Poehler would give you a laugh. It would give you a cry. You know, just it helps you take charge of your life in a way. It's just one of those good biographies. I love those kind of books. The Lord of the Rings. Would you like to talk about The Lord of the Rings? Oh, my gosh. All right. The Lord of the Rings series by J.R.R. Tolkien. The Lord of the Rings series was, again, one of the other series that I was first introduced to as a child. And it's something that definitely resonates within you. It's about a journey of this hobbit well i don't hobbits are basically like humans but they just have really really big feet (laughs) and And, they're short yes and they're short and i often say that i am not short i'm a hobbit so Mm -hmm. um but it is about this man named frodo who goes on a journey to destroy a ring which the ring is it's just bad and it's almost like a symbol of depression in Mm -hmm. my opinion and he just goes on this really long journey throughout the series and he has to try to destroy the one ring and Tolkien I don't really know the full story behind it but I think that was kind of the intention or at least in my opinion it was and it was something that again my mother actually read this to me as a kid because like my mom she loved to read books like these like Even my dad did as a child, which was really cool. And honestly, a lot of people should really read them. I know a lot of... I don't know if they still read them in school or not. I don't know if they read The Lord of the Rings, but I know The Hobbit is still being read in school. So... Yeah, I read that as a freshman. I did. I do agree. As well. I think it is a... The the Hobbit is a symbol of bravery. I I think there's a lot of bravery in it. And a lot of symbolism of, like, Gandalf... How he is like your, the guy that you your guide, yes, the, basically, and you how you can find a guide or how you can be your own guide, really. Yes, I, I agree because the other thing too is some of the hobbits that are mentioned in the book, a lot of them kind of represent a group of people who aren't very brave and who are just kind of very ordinary. But then you have the four of them um, in the Lord of the Rings. I can't remember all their names off the top of my head. But they all just branch out and they have this an amazing journey of not only self-discovery, but also they become brave and they have an amazing time. And it's just absolutely amazing and it's such a great book. And I think anybody who reads it, it's definitely going to resonate with them for a long time. Um, Our next book, Impulse by Ellen Hopkins. Tell us about it. So the way Ellen Hopkins writes is she writes almost in like a poetry form where her books, they're extremely thick books. They're actually very long books, but her style of writing is very personal. And in each book, it kind of goes through the story of multiple kids who are struggling with different issues. For example, in Impulse, it's kids who are in the hospital who are dealing with different issues. And a lot of them have to do with like eating disorders, anxiety, depression, and just things like that. And I think there's a huge message behind that and the fact that she actually takes the time to dive in deep and to actually examine these stories of real life people and then to make characters off of these real life events is such an amazing thing because that's so frowned upon in our society. Mental illness is a huge thing that's frowned upon in our society, which Mm -hmm. I personally think it shouldn't be because it should be something that should be talked about more. It should be something that people should be made a lot more aware of. I agree. And I know some people are starting to kind of try and get there in schools because their kids are hurting. But at the same time, what about the adults? What about the insurance company is where you need a medication to get better and they can't afford it. People need to be educated on the mental illness. And honestly, people who read Ellen Hopkins' books, especially Impulse, in my opinion, they're definitely going to get a slap in the face to reality and they just kind of realize these things. So honestly, it's just, it's an amazing thing to read. It's such an amazing feeling. And the feeling that resonates within you is just absolutely something that it's not going to go away 
Like, it will always stay there. It's always going to be with you. It's never something that's going to fade at all. I can't wait to read it. I'm, like, making a mental note. I need to read this book. Okay, 13 Reasons Why. This book is one of my favorite books ever. It's by Jay Asher, and it's basically 13 tapes of um, that this girl recorded before she committed suicide. And she has, like, special instructions of who needs to listen to these tapes and how to, dis- to list them and how to destroy them. But the tapes... The tapes go on to say how she came to the conclusion of committing suicide. And so the book is about this boy who gets a box at his door one morning, or one day after school, and he gets the tapes, and he knows this girl, but he didn't, like, really know her very well. And and in, like, the letter, it says... You, if you've gotten these tapes, there's a reason why you are need to listen to this. And so it's basically him staying up all night and going to different landmarks in their town that she tells him to go to, and she tells a story about it. And um, it basically it just shows it shows who, people that you really need to listen. You really need to be there for people. You need to open your eyes and see who is hurting, and what is going on around you. Stand up for those who are being bullied. Like, stand up for those who are just loners. Stand up for those who just need a hug, you know? Like, try to understand everybody's situation. Try to know that everyone is coming from a different place because this book just shows you that this girl basically wouldn't have committed suicide if it weren't for all of the things that she says in these tapes to this boy and then the boy has to after listening to this whole thing he has to give it to someone else to listen to and so it's like heart-wrenching for him that he has to send it along on the list of people that it needs to go to and on this list there are people and like in his class there are older kids that uh, have graduated high school. They're all in high school at this point. There are uh, adults in the community. There are teachers in the community that are on the list that need to listen to this. And I think that if we all, as a community, just start being sensitive to one another and um, listening and watching and just being kind, it this book really shows that if you do that, you can make a difference, just a small difference in someone's life. It's uh, it's one of the most amazing books that I've ever read, and I definitely think everyone should read it. And by the way, um, they have cast Selena Gomez as the as the star of this oh, um, movie when she when it comes out. But they cast her maybe five years ago, and they haven't started the movie yet. Oh, the wow. movie production, just maybe because it's just so deep, you don't know how you're gonna film it. I don't know, but... I've actually never read the book, but I definitely am going to need to pick it up for sure. And Mm -hmm. I definitely think that what you were saying is very true and that a lot of people really should read this book and a lot of people should really take some intuition into it and really have an open mind about it. Yeah, I agree. Everything, really. So that was our last book. Uh, Something to, to bring our spirits up a bit. There is a story here about a company that makes uh, hospital gowns for teenagers that actually look cool, and like for teenagers going through cancer treatments or whatever. Um, it's called StarlightCanada.org. Well, that's the website, and they make specialized uh, gowns to for kids to wear that actually look good on them. The kids get to help figure out what they want to do and put on their their hospital gowns. And I know a lot of kids with cancer or um, other horrible diseases, you know, they spend a lot of time in hospital gowns. And I think this can help their, their uh, I don't know, how they their feel. Their self-esteem. Yeah, their self-esteem and how they feel about themselves. Uh, and it sh- gives them a chance to be themselves. Like, what if one girl really likes black? And but she has to wear a green gown all the time, you know that kind of thing. And uh, Starlight is really 
just a cool company that does that. So, have you ever heard of them? I have not, but I definitely want to do some research on it. I think that's actually super cool. I've actually never heard of that before, of people doing that. And honestly, I think that's one of the most amazing things somebody can do for somebody. It's just to even, when they're struggling, how they're struggling in that way, that's just amazing how they could do that for somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, just without a second thought. And it's just amazing. I agree. And they bring these things, they bring these gowns to the hospital so they can try them on. We're watching a little clip of them actually like going mini shopping. And there is a tattoo artist that works on the staff and she is the one that does all of the art on the gowns. And I think that's super cool. I think that's amazing, especially from me. I'm actually a very avid person who loves tattoos and I think that's actually super amazing that a tattoo artist would be able to do that and help create these designs. I think that's such an amazing way to use such an amazing talent as well. Yeah, I agree. And it look the also these these have like pockets. They're lace in some of them. Uh, they have beautiful designs. They look like t-shirts almost, except just longer. Yeah. And I feel really happy for these kids that are in these videos. That it, it it's just so cool. All I right. agree. Well, let's listen to some more music, shall we? All right. Sounds good. Young and beautiful 
We are back. Now, I have one last story for you. A little boy wanted to have his seventh birthday at Target, which I think is just amazing. I want to have my 20th birthday at Target. It's kind of nuts in my opinion, <laughs> but continue. His mom invited his whole class, and they did. They they told the Target employees, like, beforehand, we're having a party at, at your store, but don't worry about it. And they're like, okay, we won't worry about it. And so they all met in, like, the food court area. And uh, they someone painted their faces to look like the the, tar- the target dog, you know, with the red bullseye on their eye. And then they went through a scavenger hunt uh, uh, through Target, and they had to find, like, all these different things and different toys and different articles of clothing. And then at the end, the mom bought each kid something from the dollar section. That's awesome. And then... The Target employees surprised them with free slushies and free popcorn for all the kids. Oh, man. And then they had a Target cake with, like, a Target, um, like, not a logo. It was, like, the Target dog on it, except it was raised. And I just think that was so cute. That's so cute. I want my party to be at Target, and I want my mom to be that creative. (laughs) Please, mom, get more creative. Honestly, I'm pretty sure you would be the person out of, like, everyone I know that would do that. (laughs) Oh, I have some so so many ideas now. Oh, Oh, man. 
This is going to be great. Well, everyone get ready. Claire, thank you for joining me on this episode of Mimi in the Morning. Yeah, absolutely. And I had a very fun time with you, and I think that we talked about a lot of fun stuff. We did, and we should definitely do this again. I'll be glad to come back. All right. That sounds good to me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, always visit the the Mimi in the Morning Facebook page. It's just Mimi in the Morning, and uh, we will be getting a Snapchat very soon as well. So stick around for a little bit more music if you like, and have a wonderful day in the rest of your week. Thank you. Have a great day, guys. Over and out. Steve.